Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 44 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And we are here today. We're glad to be here. We're glad to get scary with you once again. How do you round, feel about that? Round two of the scary right? has I begun. Just, I just want to get right into it because best, I love it. Best time of the year. Love it, it so much. It's still, it's just bad though because all in all if you, if you came up to me on the streets for a for an interview and asked me if i like horror films i would be like no i really don't all evidence to the contrary there only in october i like them so much in october <laughs> so you what do you have any plans to see any new ones that are coming up or are you coming up going? that new halloween yeah, halloween came out today uh today actually today that we're today recording is in friday yeah oh believe it or not so did it really it did Kind of snuck up on everybody. Oh, that's kind of tempting. You um, actually almost went to go see uh, something more horrifying with The Star is Born, but luckily... I didn't see it yet. Yeah, a little addition to... Uh, you don't know that it's horrifying. No, I don't. But we'll have but. to talk soon. I saw... Um, what the heck is it? <laughs> the First Man. That's it. Yeah, we'll have to get into that one. Yeah, Damien, yeah. Chisel, and Ryan Gosling, too. That's a good Future match. Future show topics, let me tell you. All right. But until then... We're going to get scary. But before that, so you have a, you know, a reprieve here to talk about something that is lovely. Okay. So um, next Sunday, so October 28th, that's next Sunday, right? Yeah. If you math it up. Sure. Okay. So from 1230 until five o'clock at the Downtown Central Library, everyone is invited to fall in love with Buffalo's Reading Park. So that is the event, which is a free afternoon of all of these great fall festivities. There's family-friendly music performers. We've got some hands-on craft activities, story time. Some of my favorites coming up now. There is a pumpkin patch, Ooh. a petting zoo, Ooh. legit petting zoo. There's cider, there's donuts, there's poetry, there's music. I mean, I don't know what else you want. It's great. I mean, it's it's hitting all four. It's, it's hitting all four quadrants. There. All four quadrants. So this is the area that's in front of the library. The reading park is going to be be made possible through a National Heart of the Community grant from Southwest Airlines, and then the planning and the design is supported from the Project for Public Spaces. So they're planning on the complete construction of this park should be finished by early summer of 2019. But, you know, they're doing like a fall kickoff to have you come down, check out the space. I don't know, maybe get some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a llama that you can pet. That's what I'm just going to tell myself. Maybe a goat. Don't be um, getting people's hopes up with the uh, talk (laughs) of llamas and goats. (laughs) It's true. Um, And then the ceremony that will be launching the reading park, that's going to take place at 2 p.m. And they encourage kids to come dressed up in costume. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a kazoo parade. So I don't know. Oh, I don't know why you wouldn't do yeah, this. Yeah, we're getting kazoos involved. Now we're now we're talking about it. Now we're getting a good party going. I'm hoping that all of the bands that are performing, because there's quite a few of them, but hopefully that they will also incorporate kazoos into it. I feel like I should make a heavy metal kazoo band and just really live it up playing it. That I sounds would, I would super support this very much so. I had to go and cut my hair. It could have been much better. Uh, that's true. You did kind of ruin that. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's something to keep in mind for Sunday, October 28th, 1230 to 5. Get come your costume. Yeah, come on down. Check it out, folks. Get, if get only it. for the cider. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like the highlight of any fall event. It's if there's true. cider involved and possibly a uh, pumpkin donut, then Oof. we're 
That's good. And I think not everybody always realizes that some of the libraries are open on Sunday and the downtown one is. So you can also come in and pick up all of this rad stuff that we're about to talk about. Holy cow, Jacob. Get yourself in the mood, guys. It's coming up quick before you know it. it. Okay. So again, it's scary time. Um, it seems like you guys really liked the the last episode, so you need those you need those choices. Let's talk about some more that we really like. All right, you want to do that? Sure. Anything to please you. Oh. So <clears throat> I think an important one that we have to talk about is the whole paranormal activity universe. How many are there now? Oh my God, there's got to be like seven. It's like in the saw territory now. There's like five, six, seven of them. Oh, are there that? I was gonna say five. There's a meal. Let's he's, say five. He's an exaggerator. But let's talk about the first one. So if you're not familiar, it's about Katie and Micah, and they're a twenty-something-year-old couple. They just moved into this new house in San Diego, and Katie has a real interest in the paranormal because she believes that this benevolent spirit has been following her since childhood. And, I mean, Micah, he doesn't really buy it, but after there's just several nights of loud noises and all these strange happenings, and then he starts to kind of agree with her that maybe there is a ghost, and he sets up video cameras um, to kind of tape the things that are happening around him. And then they make this super intelligent and well-thought-out idea to bring a Ouija board (laughs) into it so that they could talk to these spirits. which seems to me yeah. have offended them. It's almost as though they've never seen a horror movie when they start introducing, like, you yeah, know what like, can only make the situation <laughs> yeah, better? Let's throw true. a Ouija board into the mix here. But it's a really good movie. Like, it, it's totally scary. They do this amazing job of somehow making a light turning on in another room totally scary. <laughs> You're like, wait, why did that affect me so much? Because you're just constantly waiting for something to have it. Like they use these really low budget effects and kind of like the whole mockumentary method I feel like is used here. But it is a that is a favorite of this show, is that style. I, it really is. I mean, it's relentlessly suspenseful, especially paranormal activity number two, where like a different family um, you know, moves into this house and again, same things, finding the house in disarray and yada yada. So they set up this like surveillance equipment. <laughs> oh man. I do remember the second one being my favorite of all the That's the one I'm pretty sure this is the one. So they I mean they they do like nothing. We do all the work for them with our minds because they put the camera on a on a fan, like an oscillating fan. So you're watching and all you're watching is in nighttime, this camera is like slowly panning to the right on the fan. But as it's moving, you're like, oh, am I, am I going to see something? Is it, is it? And it gets there, and you're like, oh, there's nothing. And then it slowly pans to the left. And you're like, oh, no, now, now it's going to be there. Now it's going to be there. Now it's going to be there. And you're like dying, and there's nothing. And then they just keep doing it. And you're you're sweating, and you're tortured. And they're probably laughing, like editing this. Oh, I'm sure they like, are. Oh, we are scaring people by doing Nothing at all. It's like, no, no way we can make it oscillate for a 12th time. No way. No, and yet, like, maybe. This, so, but it's really scary, and it's a great horror film because it doesn't have the gore or anything, you know, like that that you see in a lot of films. Yeah. It's, it's like not even really jump scares. It is your own imagination scares. So I have to say, for that alone, like, it's a really well-done film. All right. Yeah. You are all about the found footage movie. I, I cannot blame you. Those are some of the best horror movies I didn't out even there. realize that it was, but now that I talk about it, yeah, I think I have another one on here, too, that's going to be a found footage. So. And you had Wreck last week? Oh, Wreck is the best. Wreck is the best. Wreck 1 and 2. Followed by Blair both. Witch. 
Yeah, I would I would say Blair Witch is pretty yeah. good. I actually liked the new one. Not a lot of people did. I watched it. I was one of the 12 people that... I believe that to be true. Okay, what else do we have? So I'm going to jump now to my favorite horror movie of all time, and that is The Thing from mm. John Carpenter. Easily, yeah. I think, the pinnacle of like horror movie I and I adore puppetry. that movie. It is it's still good to this day. It's one of those movies you just put on, just kind of get some hot cocoa and just relax on the <laughs> is couch. Is that how you do it? <laughs> I love envisioning you in your real life. It is fascinating. Yeah, th- that's a good image. It goes along with my musical uh, outfit of having to wear a full tux and drinking wine while watching <laughs> the movie. The hot cocoa and the uh, snuggie sitting there watching the thing. Please. You know what? Don't tell me if you do or do not own a Snuggie because I need to believe that you do. Oh, this I, means a lot to me. I 100% do, let me tell you. <laughs> and it is, it is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I don't want to go out. We're not sponsored by Snuggie, but <laughs> you should totally pick one up. Do you have up. the pink one? I feel like they only made it no, in pink. I oh. got the red one. But <laughs> I, really I got do. it. You are literally walking around your house wearing a backwards blanket. Well, you know, it's cold. It's in like, house, right? I just feel like, man, the people at Snuggie, those geniuses are like, I got an idea. We're going to take a bathrobe and we're just going to sell it to wear it backwards and give well, it a new name. They did, and it is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. I'm going to get you one now. Don't, <laughs> please, please don't. And then you're going to, like, my life has changed. I am a Snuggie person now. It sounds, I'm pretty good at just pulling the blanket up to my arms, but. Well, then you got to, like, move your arms under a blanket like a jerk. You got no, you know what? We're going to get off on a tangent. <laughs> just talk about your movie. So we're gonna, taking a sharp right-hand turn here. We're going to go from Snuggies to the thing. But, yeah, such a good horror movie. Yes. Anybody who hasn't seen it, it, you know what was funny about it? It came out the same week as E.T. Oh, did it? Which I think is a fun combination very of alien Very movies. different aliens. Um, but the thing is basically a movie where um, – bunch of guys starring Kurt Russell are stuck at in Antarctica at one of the uh, weather research stations over the wintertime. They have a um, dog that is chased by a bunch of Norwegians that are trying to shoot it for some inexplicable reason. They go to check out the base. Mm -hmm. They find out everything is a complete completely destroyed there. People are just ripped apart. There's just horrible stuff going on. And then they through the course find out that there is a shape shifting alien among them and it's taking them out one by one. I know. You know, usual kind of Antarctica situation there. You know, I'm going to say I saw that movie only for the first time within the last five years. Really? Which is crazy. Wow. Um, And was like, oh, this is one of the best things ever. It's so great. Definitely and a favorite. The th- Make sure you check out the original one, not the, because they named the sequel, which is actually a prequel, like The Thing as well. So they're both called The Thing. Oh, I mean, it's a prequel? I thought it was just a direct remake. Nope. It's a prequel. It, it's oh, about what happens on the uh, the other base. Oh, no kidding? Mm-hmm. Is it any good, though? I heard it wasn't. It's all right, but they use a lot of CGI, which is annoying when the okay. first one did all practical. All right. But, man, what a movie. It's just there's some stuff in here that is just going to get stuck in your – I don't even want to get into some of it, but you're going you're gonna to have nightmares about some of the stuff in this movie for Which is what you come. want. That's yeah. what you want. It's you literally, want something to ruin your life for the next week or so. It is literally exactly what you are looking for in a horror movie. So yeah. go, go watch it. Best horror movie of all time. Best – score because the John Carpenter just all around awesome go check it out I'm gonna go watch it today what an adult choice thank you (laughs) I really like that as we let off with my snuggie wearing (laughs) yes well um okay I think actually what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go back and forth between books and movies you okay with that yeah it's smart okay so this is a book I just finished last week 
um, I read it because it was on that Great American Reads list. And it was a book that I was like, I've never even heard of this book. And it's on this list. And it was the most perfect October Halloween book. And it's called Swan Song by Robert McCammon. Okay. Familiar at all? No. No. See, that's Can't just say it. I know that one. But America knew. Put it on the list. So it describes the aftermath of a nuclear war mm. that, you know, provoke. But it ends up provoking, I'm going to say like an evolution in humankind. But it's about the Earth's last survivors. And they've kind of been drawn into a final battle between good and evil that will decide the fate of humanity. Um, there are these really fleshed out characters. There's one she's called Sister who discovers this really strange transformative like glass artifact and um, there's a pro wrestler Josh now wait a minute now now we're getting yep see it is your thing Um, and he takes refuge in this gas station from the nuclear fallout and he meets this young girl Swan and she might have some special powers and it's really all about their journey and where they're going um, what they can do kind of with the gifts that they have but it is fantastic it is now one of my favorite books um it's made it to the favorite shelf it won the in 1987 it won the bram stoker award for like best horror fiction it actually tied with misery okay Um, anytime you can tie with stephen king you tell you're doing good it is great i think people compare it to the stand and i don't know if that's just because of the size alone um i didn't really i couldn't really get into the stand myself but this is it like another 1,800-page book? It's not quite that big, but it's it's definitely yeah. a big one. But honestly, I could not wait to get home and read it. And I, it's horrifying because you're like, oh, this could happen. Oh. <laughs> I don't like it. But super recommended. Not just a great book, but a great one for this time of What's year. What's it called again? Swan Song. Swan Song. Okay. Really, I just, I just uh, gave it to my dad and was like, you have to read it because it's totally worth it. And that made me vote on it on that Great American Read. That's still happening. You actually uh, piqued my interest a little bit on that one. I never heard of it, so let's go check it out. Cool. I did my job. (laughs) All All right. right. You know what? You actually um, jogged my memory because now I actually have a book recommendation. Oh, great. So I am going to recommend The Strain, which is written by Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan. Never read that, though. Now, it is a trilogy. So there's three books in this um, series, but I can't remember what the other two are called. (laughs) Nice. At the top of my head. I think Night Eternal is one. We're pretty good hosts. Yeah, I know. We do a lot of research (laughs) on this show. Um, But it's a vampire book. um, And if you know um, Guillermo del Toro, he has an affinity for the, uh, like, long tongue kind of vampire look. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of what these ones are. Um, It starts out, the first one is a book about there's a plane that lands on the tarmac at New York Airport. And it just all of a sudden, as soon as it lands, all the power goes out of it. It just goes dead. And it seems like everybody on the plane like died at once in some kind of instance. And they don't know what it causes it. Okay. Turns out that it is because there's like a master vampire that hid on the plane and is now trying to start an outbreak of vampirism in New York with the eventual aim of trying to take over the world. Cool. Not only was this book like... The book is awesome and made into a complete series, but it was also turned into a TV series for FX, which just wrapped up like five seasons of play. And Wow, it was on for five seasons? Yeah, it was a pretty awesome show, too. Um, But the whole series is just great. It's very gloomy and dark. It's not at all a happy setup at all. This is the time of year that you do that. Yeah, and it's just, you can imagine Guillermo del Toro, one of the hottest directors in Hollywood, winner of Best Director for Shape of Water this year. This is what he is. He basically cut his teeth in like the horror genre and the mm-hmm. kind of genre movies. And this is just another example. And it's an awesome, awesome read. It's real quick to read, too. It's one of those just sit down, knock it out in a day or two, have a lot of fun. Okay, cool. It. 
it's just an awesome series. Check it out. All right, thanks. I will do that. All right, I'm going to hop back to a movie. Um, this one, to me, I think is famous because I think it got a lot of acclaim, but at the same time, maybe not everyone has caught it um, because it's Swedish. I think it's Swedish, but is Let the Right One In. Okay. Great film, right? Oh, Awesome film. Super awesome. And it's about Oscar. He's this really sensitive, bullied kid. I think he's 12 years old. He lives with his mother. Um, yes, in suburban Sweden. And then he meets his new neighbor, who's this very mysterious and moody girl. And they strike up a friendship. And they slowly form a close bond, but it becomes kind of apparent to him that she's not really an ordinary young girl. That's putting it mildly, I would say. <laughs> yeah, so she ends up sharing her... Uh, her dark secret with Oscar and, um, you know, maybe revealing her connection to a string of some bloody murders. We'll yeah, say. she might add something to do with it, her and her. She may have a, a, a lust for blood. Yeah. It's possible. That's a very good hint right there. I like, <laughs> I like what you did there. But even this movie, if you took out, you know, the horror elements, it's a really great story about two lonely and desperate kids. Um which I think is what makes the movie work so well because it not only works as a horror movie entirely, but it also works like a psychological movie and a kind of a nice little buddy flick in Oh, absolutely. Ways. And the young actors, they're they're playing these really draining roles and they're really, really powerful in them. So it's all in all just a really good film and then it has that kind of scary element to it. They remade it, which I was furious about, called Let Me In, and that turned out to be awesome too. Yeah, Chloe Moritz is in that one and pretty good at the uh so if you can't handle the subtitles um even though let the right one in is the original and it's great you can watch let me in um which is the american remake and then yeah they're both good you won't you won't really miss nothing you know a little bit of the moodiness of sweden yeah and i just like you know originals are you know it's just a little more unique because it's where it all started yeah you get the the intended vision original so it does help to see the original one Sure. I was a little disappointed by the lack of Swedish fish in the movie, but oh, there's plenty of other red to go around. You were doing fine. Now you're failing. No, I'm not failing. You make me so mad. No. Just start talking about something. All right. So I'm going to go. Uh, next one is going to be the movie with probably the most depressing but awesome end of all cinema history, and Ooh. that is The Mist. So Wait. Okay, but... I have. I literally just checked that out from the library, mm-hmm. and I might watch it tonight with my friends. Oh, I hope you do, and I want. So get, please don't talk about the ending. I won't talk about the ending. I never, never wanted to talk about the ending of that okay. movie, but because I want to hear what you have to say of it after it. Although um, I think I have an idea of what happens, and I think it's no, you spoiled don't. for me. You, oh. No, you don't. <clears throat> you think you know, but you have no idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to quote something from that I can't even remember. So basically what it is, it's a Stephen King novella. So I guess it's another book. Look at me making another one, uh-uh. another connection. Hero. So another book uh, novella kind of thing by Stephen King. Um, it's about these people who are at a grocery store in, of course, like a main. Of main. course. He yeah, loves it. That's how it works. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they see this um, old man running across the uh, parking lot, a little bit bloody. Followed by this weird, like, super thick, like, can't even see your hand in front of your face mist that's just following him. He comes in screaming and ranting about how there's something in there. They don't, and it's, you know, bad. So then they all of a sudden are all kind of enveloped in this mist. And then through a little things, they start dealing with, like, um, monsters and creatures that live in there that don't seem like they're from, like, this world. And they're basically trapped. And it's a situation where, in addition to, the monsters outside of course you have to deal with like paranoia 
people freaking out on the inside. So then people like the other humans become just as dangerous as the other monsters that are outside. Okay. And it's it I'm just digging keep, it. things just get going from bad to worse. So it's scary. Like I'm, I can upset my friends if I bring this over to watch. Oh yeah, people are going to be very upset watching this movie. At okay, great. <laughs> That's exactly um, what I want. The movie's fabulous. It stars Thomas Jane, who's one of my favorite actors out there. Thomas um, Jane. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Oh, I if you you would know him, you'll know. You him know all these him. people, and then I always Google them after, and I'm like, oh, that person. I never learned their name. Oh yeah, you'll absolutely know. You're Thomas really Jane. good you'll with see. names. He was um the star on uh, the Expanse. He was in nope. Punisher. Nope. A million other things. Okay. <laughs> the, oh, he a was on other Jacob things. Got he was it. on Hung on HBO. Nope. Oh my God. <laughs> well. He's a good actor. You're going to like him, I assure okay, you. Okay, okay. Um, but this movie is just so good. It's so atmospheric and moody. It's directed by Frank Darabont, who um, is, you know, from Shawshank Redemption. Yes. So he has, he, his, he has, walking de- he has his Walking Dead crew, so you're going to see a lot of people from that TV show showing okay. up in this. Just one of the best horror movies out there. You're going to love it, and I can't wait to hear what you think of the end of this movie. I'm so pumped. All right, cool. I'll watch it tonight. Okay, I'm going to talk about another book since we were just talking about Stephen King. I'm going to move over to his son, Joe Hill. Have you read anything by Joe Hill? No. I started a couple, but I never actually got around to finishing them. Okay, I really like him. And this one is called, well, it's Nosferatu, but it's spelled N-O-S, the number four, A, and the number two. So it's actually a vanity license plate. I say it's a Twitter handle. Yeah, no, it's a vanity license plate, but that's kind of how it, you know, would sound. It is a r- extremely difficult book to describe. I'm going to take a couple things here, and you're going to be like, "This sounds like garbage," and I don't know what you're talking about. But it's really weird. So it starts off with this girl, Victoria McQueen. She has like a secret gift for finding things, misplaced bracelets and photographs and things, and she can answer unanswerable questions. And then at one point she's out riding her bike and she makes her way across this rickety covered um, bridge that within moments takes her to wherever she needs to go to kind of find these lost things. She's got oh. this kind of magic bridge. Okay? All right. Then there's this, this guy, Charles Manx, who has a way with children? Yeah, I'll I don't. Just I don't, say I don't trust him. He likes to take them for rides in his 1938 Rolls Royce with Easy. the Nosferatu vanity plate. So you kind of get an idea. Um, but with that car, he can slip out of the everyday world, and then he kind of takes them to this terrifying playground amusement land that he calls Christmas Land. Hmm. It kind of makes me feel like an it. You know how it goes into the sewers, and there's like kind of a different world there. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's similar to that. So one day while Vic is out looking for something, she finds Manx, and then we get into the whole horrifying story of what he's doing and these children that he's taking and things like that. So really good Halloween book. Um, and I really like Joe Hill. I feel like he has the he has the ability, so his use of language is both harsh and beautiful, um, which I really like the contrast of that, and that even in like a weird, creepy story, he still manages to like pull on your heartstrings and you leave some emotion in the book. So, okay. Solid choice. I do. It His graphic good. novel series is one of my top five graphic novels of all time, that uh, Lock and Key series. Oh, I heard about that. I didn't know he wrote that one. Best. I have never I never read that one. Yeah, I've read a few things by him. He's a huge talent. So go get Nosferatu the way I spelled it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. Um, next, I am going to go, because we're running out of time, as we always are. Always. Um, I'm going to say Trick or Treat. 
One of my favorite newer Oh, yeah, you've talked about this in an episode. Yeah, it was, what did um, this come up for? I don't remember what it came up for. Maybe random independent movies or something like that. Huh. Um, but for anybody who missed it out, it's an anthology movie, which I always think are the best, like creep show. First creep show, not so much the second one. Mm. Uh, VHS, like you, I think you mentioned that before. Oh, yeah. VHS 1 and 2. Any movies where basically they take a bunch of different horror stories, smash them together, kind of give you something to work with. I didn't love Trick or Treat. Really? Well, um, didn't like the I don't tone remember of it. it that well. I honestly think the thing with the head just really scared me, though. Oh yeah, well, the little the little pumpkin head guy. Yeah, I don't like him. Going back to last week. <laughs> yeah. So it's an anthology of horror stories that also intersect in the main story. Usually, the way they do these is there's a main story that kind of locks everything together to explain how it's happening, and then they they're all not connected. They're all just kind of stories are being told. But this one, they all like overlap. They all um, kind of affect each other. If you watch mm-hmm. one story, you can see characters from the other stories, like in the actor in the middle. Everything comes together in the end. It's just so well made. And I always love these ideas, these movies that were sh- made, spent a lot of money on, then shelved for random reasons, yeah. and then still get out and you find out, oh, that movie would have been a huge hit if you if were to just put out. it out. Yeah, that's always weird. So it's like, I don't know, like who? So I hope somebody got fired because you kind of <laughs> dropped the ball on that one, guy. I think there's just so much that goes into it actually making it head out into the world yeah but still like if you Cause I've seen one. things that are straight to DVDs and then I'm like this was a fantastic movie like why did this not have time in the theater maybe there's just too much coming out yeah well yeah pretty much like sometimes it's just weird ones like Midnight Me Train was another movie I was going to talk about that one stars Bradley Cooper you put that movie out now it's going to get a huge wide release sometimes they do that though they like put them out and you're like wait why does Bradley Cooper look 15 years younger yeah. you're like oh this is a super old movie that's actually what happened when I watched Midnight Meat Tray because I was like, why? I watched it for Vinnie Jones and then like it didn't. Even, I didn't even re- register right away. I was like a twenty five minutes into the movie and I'm like, wait oh, a minute, is that Bradley Cooper? Yeah, it's like the star of this movie is Bradley Cooper. I'm like, what the? Oh, that's like, funny. Guy doesn't have a cr- um, single line on his face. When the heck did they make this movie? <laughs> all right, cool. Um, all right, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention The Ring. Of course. Because this movie scared me more than any other movie I've ever seen in theaters. I remember even more than Blair Witch, which Blair Witch scared me really badly. I do recall that when I went to see it in theaters, somebody like a lady running out of the theater during yeah. one of the scenes. It was pretty. I believe it. I watched this with a hoodie on and I pulled the hoodie down over one eye and I literally watched almost the whole movie through one eye. I don't know why I felt like that made me safer, but that is how I did it. I think a lot of people know it, but it's it kind of starts off where you think there's an urban legend about this videotape. Um, that if people watch it, they get a phone call that tells them they're going to die in seven days. So this newspaper reporter, Rachel, played by Naomi Watts, so well. This was like a really big movie for her. Yeah, it really kind of kicked off her like not art housey movie. Exactly. Career. Um, and I mean, she's obviously skeptical of this story until there's four teenagers and they all die mysteriously exactly one week after watching the tape. So her, you know, curiosity gets the better of her and she tracks down the tape. And she watches it, and yep. now she has seven days to unravel the mystery. Yep. This film, I mean, it gets under your skin. I that don't. Video I, it man. is so creepy. Yes, the video that you watch. I remember being like, 
but I don't want to watch it because what if, I don't know, what yeah. if something what does if happen real, to me afterwards? Right. Yeah. You don't want to be that news story that's like they died a week after watching The Ring. What's really funny is I'd read this interview with the, the little girl who plays Samara in the movie. So she's like a creepy little girl in the movie. And when she saw it in theaters, she said she had to cover her eyes out of fear of herself. <laughs> like she's, she was like, oh, that part's so scary, even though that's me. She's really scary. So... Yeah, like it's the, well done. It's a remake of a Japanese film, and those Japanese horror films are always crazy. Um, so it's based on Ringu, which the library also has. Um, I'd say that's about 50% different from Ringu and The Ring, so you could actually grab both and enjoy yeah. them. But yeah, I, I actually preferred The Ring. It's kind of a grudge Juan situation where uh, they're kind of they're exactly, basically the same. Similar, but but Do you know they, had a, they just had a crossover between the two? The Grudge versus Juwan. No, it didn't. Not even making that up. That's a huh. real movie that's out there. Somebody getting chased by both of those ghosts. That's what a bad day that person's <laughs> going to have. That is a real, real horrifying scenario. They're it's like, not, ah, ah. It's not the best. No, it's not the best. I can't watch TV and I can't walk down hallways. What am I going to do? <laughs> that's true. You're very, you're very limited at that point. But yeah, go go grab those films. Yeah. All right, give us something else. I'm just more... Come on. I'm just gonna All right, Joe, why don't we there. just say some titles? Yeah, then. that's what I'm going to do. I'm, um, go check out Slither, James Gunn original. Good horror comedy I've never out there. seen Slither. Very good. Surprisingly well-made, considering nobody ever watched it or heard okay. of it, really. I'd say, again, get VHS. It's... But get past the first kind of episode. It's a, so much shaky cam that you think you're going to die. Yeah, then and it, the guys it gets are kind of jerks. Yeah, it gets better then. Um, Reanimator is another great one. Classic. Um, the Blob from the 80s. Stay away from that Steve McQueen movie. Okay. Because it's got too goofy of a song and it's really nice. I've never seen that. I'm going to say Cabin in the Woods. Excellent movie. Excellent. Kind of a little little different on the horror take there. Something you don't expect. Um, Drag Me to Hell and Fright Night. Two more excellent horror movies. Fright Night original or remake? Original. Colin Farrell's not bad in the remake, but it's just, you know, he's not as good as Chris Sarandon. Also, I wanted to put one that it's called The Invitation, mostly because it's a dinner party movie. Oh, okay. um, I don't know if it's more thriller than horror, but it has the Logan Marshall Green, who I think is on his way to being a big star. God, that name sounds familiar. He's the dude who looks exactly like Tom Hardy. Oh. He was in Prometheus. And oh, proto Tom Hardy. That yes, guy. that guy. <laughs> um, but so that's a good one. Like a, a whole dinner party. He goes to like his ex's house and gets a little creepy it's always a bad idea and then i I just want to mention check out the book bird box by josh mallerman um it was super creepy story about there is something living out in the world that if you see it you die so it is people it's this woman mostly navigating her family where they have to travel like 20 miles in a rowboat but they have to do all of this blindfolded and just use their ears because if they see this thing They'll die. So it's like a reverse quiet place then. Kind of, yes. Don't open your eyes. It's awesome. <clears throat> and then anything Shirley Jackson, The Haunting of Hill House is great. I'm currently reading, I think it's called We've Always Lived in the Castle. She's great. That's the the woman who's known for writing The Lottery, that super short New Yorker story. Okay. Um, but she's really, she's a master of horror. So yeah, that's that. All right. Tell people stuff. We're out of time. So everything that you've heard on All Booked Up is available at your local library. So go on down and check it out at all 37 branches here in Erie County. If one branch doesn't have it, just ask them. They'll send it to you because we're going to have it somewhere, people. That's don't true. worry about that. Oh, and, and don't forget to listen to us on SoundCloud, oh, yeah. iTunes, yep. and Stitcher. 
Please, today. please rate us and leave a review so it helps other people find a us. A five-star review. Oh, I told you, stop pressuring people. <laughs> okay, so again, I'm going to put some creepy music on so we can do our, our ending facts here. You ready? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. There we go. I'm already scared. Did you know that at one point cannibalism was a health fad? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yep, wealthy Europeans in the 1500s and 1600s used to eat parts of corpses, mm. believing them to have uh, medicinal properties. So... It's Blood, um, powder ground up from like the human skull and human fat were all used to cure various ailments. We don't even want to talk about the tongue sandwich selection. Which oh, is super gross. Also, I feel like everyone always talks about the Salem witch trials and, you know, the terrible things that happened then. But I don't know that people realize that witch hunts, hunts went back way further than that. So it's been estimated that in medieval times, as many as 600,000 witches were killed. Jeez. Seems yeah. a bit excessive, Europe. I'm they just also used to put animals on trial as well for creepy stuff and then give them a death sentence. There'd be like pigs like sitting in like a trial box, like being told I, that it was evil. I want to read the one story about the pig that was acquitted. <laughs> it's like, I don't think he did it. It doesn't, doesn't seem like I've known that pig his whole <laughs> life and it doesn't seem like him. Can you write that? See, that would have been perfect for Indie Author Day. You missed out next year. Um, And then the last one is that a real-life vampire scare took place in New England. It was called the New England Vampire Panic. Okay. And it was an event in the 19th century where people thought that consumption, so that's tuberculosis, right? Yeah. Consumption, yes. They thought that that was actually a result of vampires. And it got so crazy that it would... they would eventually dig up people who died of tuberculosis just so that they could stake them through the heart because they figured they were going to come I back mean, as vampires. I mean, if you don't know what it is and somebody's like spitting up blood when they're dead. You You're know, like, well, this is... You pull with two. I can understand that. You put two and two together. Sorry. I mean, like, hey, he's not going to care either way, hopefully. <laughs> so so let's just, well yeah, make check, us, We'll feel better. Check all the boxes. <laughs> Okay, you guys, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and letting us scare you. Let us know if you enjoy these films. Or, you know, if there's something we missed that's even scarier, hit us up on Facebook. Yeah, send us a message, let us know. We'll get it all done. I just have these uh, Boston accent (laughs) vampire hunters back. (laughs) We gotta stake him. (laughs) With their pigs with them, their innocent pigs. All right, you guys, take it easy. Bye.